Pum, 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 hi, 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 hi. Hello, my people. Today, I'm recording the last episode for this season. This is just going to be an audio only because genuinely, I think I missed actually doing this. Well, the video podcast is sweet and all that. See, people get to see the visuals. But I think that podcasting has always been audio. And for a weird reason, it makes it feel I'm just in with my, my imaginary friends. That's the way I've always felt about podcasting. Anyway, audio podcasting. But with the advent of video podcasting, I figured a lot of persons are more in tune to watching than actually listening. It took me an entire year to agree that, oh, actually, this thing is is true. But anyway, we are here today to do a recap of the season. And we are going to do a rundown of all the episodes from episode 1 down to episode 33. Honestly, it's been a long time coming. And I'm just really grateful for how far been able to come this year if you are listening to my episode for the first time my name is maranata abutsu or you can simply call me any and yes this is the first time this season that i'm having an audio only podcast if you want to catch up on all of these episodes you have to check on spotify or all other podcasting platforms or simply just go down to youtube type maranata abusu or even Ravi mara and all my previous episodes from season one down to season two will pop up so this season again i think that this season i've had a mix of guest episodes as well as, you know, just me podcasts. And in a very weird way, I would say that all my episodes this year have been a lot more, I wouldn't say intentional, because I know that season one had a lot more focus on most of the issues that I was interested in. But I think that season two gave me a sort of balance where I think I want my podcast to be this versatile and speak on all of these things that I'm very much really into. So on the first episode of season two, it was a welcome back episode where I just sort of gave a recap of what had happened during the holiday season and then what happened in season one and what I had hoped to achieve, you know, in season two. Now for my second episode, I had my friend here, Leah, and then we spoke about beauties in the eyes of the beholder, where we also touched on how a person's beauty uh, for standard can impact how we see ourselves and especially how society makes us see what beauty is. And it makes us look into ourselves like, I don't think I'm as beautiful as this person or because I have alopecia, I don't think I'm beautiful enough. It was a very wholesome episode. I really enjoyed it. Now... Um, now for my episode two, um, I spoke about Valentine's Day, really. And then I gave unsolicited advice again <laughs> on how St. Valentine's Day should be celebrated. I know we usually think, oh, lover, lover, lover. But again, there are other ways you can celebrate St. Valentine's Day. And I think I had a play or a playlet that I had posted on my newsletter. 
I remember vividly. I had written that stuff, I think, 2020. And my friends, two of my friends had acted it out or played it out as a case, maybe. If you're interested in that, check my newsletter on Substack, Rave Notes. I did say a thing or two about love, love for family members and love in relationships other than romantic relationships. Now for my um episode four, I spoke about ghosting, which again, I had Leah on the episode and she was kind enough to talk about how um she had been ghosted for six months um prior to them planning for a wedding or thinking that this thing was headed somewhere and this person had the nerves to show back after some time an explanation that didn't make sense now for episode five it was the 2023 presidential election saga uh, if you're in Nigeria, you're listening in Nigeria, I know that you already know what the episode entailed. It was a lot about the shenanigans that APC candidates and some of the party members pulled at some polling units in the country. And then for episode six, it was a friendship illusion episode, which is my book. <laughs> Again, I had a guest here, Ella Emanuela um, Ezeugu. She was here describing you know what she thought or her thoughts about the book and you know i also shared my perspective on some of the interviews i've had and you know people's commentaries on it and what they had gotten from the book which most of the time i'm starting to realize that the space of the author when you're writing the book is almost sometimes completely different from how your readers sort of perceive the book it's a very weird thing, but I love it. I love when I hear people's interpretation of the book. And I'm like, oh, okay. I see where you're going with this. But when I was writing this book, this was where my mind was at. It's one of the things that fascinates me about fiction. Ten people can read the same book and get ten different meanings. And I love that. Now, for my episode seven, the Men We Hurt You episode, I think this was where um, I talked about, I think it was a story of a man who was using mentorship to sort of casual people into sex, sexual acts, or sort of like rape people with the thoughts of, oh, I mentor you. So is that thing where, because a person is a mentor or a coach, right, they do all of these things behind, despicable things behind, and nobody can believe that when you come out to say, oh, this person attempted to rape me, or this person raped me, people will look at you in a very weird way because it doesn't make sense that the lifestyle this person is living correlates with who this person really is. And I think that's why a lot of these persons get away with it because people would call you a liar 100 times over the lifestyle of these mentors or preachers that they can see in the public. So I think that's what I said there and um, how... um what we learn as children can impact our decisions as adults and a lot of these things are baggages that some of us have carried on from when we were children now for the loan app episode which is episode eight i spoke about um binani you guys again if you're familiar with nigerian election you know that she was a female gubernatorial candidate in this uh, 2023 election and then we talk about how a lot of the men or people who were speaking were focusing on her morals as a woman. And then it got me thinking how a woman is coming out to contest in an election and people 
are sort of playing the moral card. How many people do we have as presidents or as governors or in the, the House of Rep who are despicable human beings, who are terrible, terrible human beings, but nothing about their morals ever come into question. So I'm not saying that whatever she did or whatever news there was about her is not true or it shouldn't matter. But we always do this thing where men will be given credit for being ruthless or being a certain type of way. But then when it comes to the woman, you expect her to nurture, in quotes, or so to say, be less, I don't know, ruthless or something. And then it, it was just a very weird thing anyway. And then I also spoke a bit about the series um what's it called this is us yes i remember that i was saying i was going to do like a full review on it but i think i just lost the vibe for it after i spoke about jack pierston which is like the male lead the father in the series it was a very awesome movie i love 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 the movie i the series rather and i loved how it ended now for episode nine I spoke about the dating spectrum and I think this is where I talked about the dating dynamics now of what it really means for a younger guy to be dating an older woman and why men choose to date younger women and what really happens when women date younger men and whether we like it or not. I feel like society sort of do not see it as the same. For me, I think it's always the same. Your mindset couldn't have been in the right place if you're thinking, oh, I can't find anybody within my age group. I'm not saying that it's 100% for all the persons who are younger or who are older who have settled for younger women or your older women who have settled for younger men. But I feel like there is a higher number of people who settle down with these persons as a way to say that, oh, I can manipulate this person into doing whatever I want them to do. Because again, you have a lot more money. The idea is this older person, especially older men, have a lot more money, a lot more experience, a lot more maturity, a lot more wisdom. And some of these girls will look up to these people as whatever they are saying to them is the bomb, you know. And so they would keep manipulating them into doing their bidding. It's just a very weird thing. You can listen to the episode to get more. Um, now for episode 10, I talked about the ridiculousness of culture. And I spoke a bit, not extensive. I think this episode was all of how many minutes? I don't know. Let me see. Yeah, four minutes. Yeah, it was just a very short clip. I talked about why Nigerian culture sort of always punishes women and leaves the men for the same thing. And I think I drew my conversation from how um if a man dies is always oh we have to check that the woman did not kill her husband we have to make her pass through all of those ridiculous traditions in the name of oh our traditions must be upheld is either she was promiscuous or she poisoned him or you know all of those rubbish that they say but if a woman dies the man almost never gets questioned for it so why is our nigerian culture african culture in general always punishing women for the same sin that men are sort of let go. Nothing is ever done about that. Very, very weird thing that I don't like. I hate it so much. Now, for the 
episode 11 the title was i too must birth children and i think i spoke about uh, i did a, a review for gang of lagos in this episode and then i also spoke about how People usually think that um, God gave us a mandate to everybody bear children, bear children. I think it's even more ridiculous that you give birth to battalion and you're not able to cater for those children. If God says going to the world, multiply, fill the earth, you have to take responsibility for these children. And so I feel like because anybody can say, well, I want to give birth to a child and then they give birth to a child. Women who give birth to children and the children is not up to a year. Um, they're giving them smoke um which is cigarettes or maybe weed or uh, maybe they are giving them alcohol or something and i'm just really like i don't think that anybody should anybody who wants to give birth should be allowed to give birth especially because most of these children are coming coming to become a nuisance because their parents didn't like provide for them or give them the better way so they've already been inculcated into this lifestyle it's just a very crazy thing like i don't think that everybody should give birth I think that you should be mentally ready and financially capable to give birth. But that's my opinion. Anyway, don't fight me about it. Um, now for episode 12, I spoke about pastor and revelation. And this is from the issue of pastors always having a revelation about God telling them that they should marry a certain person. Sometimes it's real, again, and then sometimes it's false because why are you using God's name to, 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 what's the Nigerian term for it? To check a woman. Why are you using God's name in vain? Why are you telling people that um, God revealed to you? God did not reveal jack shit to you. If you like a person, go for her. I stop using God's name to do. It's, it's annoying because a lot of these men just use it as a way to rope women into marriages. That Again, I tell people, there's no revelation that God is giving somebody else about you. He hasn't hinted you about, so it's just the way I say Now for episode 13. Um, you could have been a little more accessible. I think I spoke about uh, Manchester United and Ask Match, and then I spoke about rape and domestic violence. Very, very key episode. I think you should listen to. Again, I think this was from a movie as well. Um, I, I can't remember right now, but I know this. This should be. My reference point was from a movie, but anyway, I spoke about rape, domestic violence, sexual assault, marital rape, sexual consent, and general conversation on rapists getting away due to a lack of evidence. I think it was um, this guy who rapes people that he works with, women he works with, because they worship him, so to say. They respect his craft. I think it's an architecture. So I can't remember the name of the movie, which is really weird. But I know my reference point was from a movie anyway. So yeah, then for episode 14, I talked about cohabitation episode. The name already gives it away. The pros and cons of cohabiting before marriage. Listen to that. Now for episode 15, I spoke about the teaching children LGBT in schools. Fits Emanuela Michael, Emmanuel. Um, again, it needs no further explanation. This was from schools in several um, countries in the West, you know, bringing drag queens or strippers to children in kindergarten as a way to say, oh, everybody have a right of choice, which is really crazy. If you don't think that any child under the age of 18 can give consent, sexual consent, why should sexual materials be shown to children under that age? Why should children be made to choose their sex? 
I don't, again, I'm not against, you know, LBGT. Anybody have a right to what they want to do with their body. You can be whoever you want to be. But the problem is now giving it to children as a way to say, oh, you have to make a choice. You can make a choice. You can do this. You can do that. It's just, it's a crazy thing. If a child less than 18 cannot give consent, why should they be made to make a choice as, you know, significant as that? Then for episode 16, I had a guest on the show, Sally Usman, and together we spoke about friendship and money, the issue about lending friends money and never getting it back. Does that really spoil your friendship? Do you rate this person? Would you ever give money to this person anymore? You know, so that was all we talked about. For episode 17, I gave you guys a gist of me going to Kaduna for the first time. <laughs> And it was a fun trip. I went for a purpose, but it was it was fun altogether. I stayed for about three days or four days. And then I did a mini rant on religion as well. And then the first subsidy thingy in that same episode. Now, for episode 18, we talked about my hormones make me cheat. And this is where um, men would use Bible and use tradition to justify their sexual immorality. <laughs> I was talking like... <laughs> A, a bible queen <laughs> they'll use or oh, bible says to submit to your husband bible says whatever whatever to justify why they, they should be allowed to be lords mistreats their wives and that's like basically the only time that african men will re- reference the bible they will never reference the bible for oh don't commit fornication or don't drink alcohol to stop up. They will never reference the Bible. But when it comes to submission, my guys will forget the preceding chapter and focus on wives must submit. They always forget, love your wives as Christ loves the church. Listen to that episode. Then for episode 19, I spoke about I am ashamed. And this is where I spoke about the things that women really want, but they are not confident to say them out loud because it makes us sometimes look like we have too much um expectations or we we have too much standard and then i spoke about uh sister the movie and then mrs chatterjee versus norway i think i used them as my reference points if i'm not mistaken for episode 20 i talked about should we take a break or break up and i had a guest on the show rachel samuel together we discussed what's our idea on you know and opinions on long distance relationship really means um at what point should a break be considered in a relationship at what point should you say oh there's no point going on a break because this thing is already broken why are we going going on a break and is a break taken in a relationship most times to allow people to cheat or see other people and then come back and all of a sudden everybody's wiping the slate clean is the person who suggests going on a break really having a mind to go with somebody else is that what the problem is because i usually feel like if a problem cannot be resolved while you're together why do you think that when you're apart you will resolve the problem but maybe again because rachel was stating that maybe again you're filled with love sometimes that you cannot see the the situation clearly i don't know but i just feel like if i'm with you and i i cannot trust what you're doing we have a problem that involves trust or cheating why am i going on a break with you when i can as well just say you know what this thing is it's not a do or die and for me i cannot say i can pardon um cheats or i can pardon a person who constantly lies about everything that's going on in their life anyway listen to that episode to get a full gist 
Episode 21, I spoke about intimacy that you need in a relationship, which I think that most of the time when you mention intimacy, people usually focus on sexual intimacy. But I bet it to you that sexual intimacy can wane off. The longer you are with a person, especially if you are cohabiting or especially if you already um are, you know, having sex, like sex is no longer going to be the intimacy that you think it is. You now need to focus on you know, other type of intimacy that helps you grow in your relationship. Things like um, educational intimacy. Are you guys intellectually compatible? Um, socially, do you have sports or activities you can do together? Um, spiritual intimacy, do you pray together? You know, and all of that. Then for episode 22, I talked about dating in Abuja. And I think this was an episode where we had... Um, questions sent in by listeners and we talk about dating in 2023 what that really means dating apps um how abuja men are literally not looking for anything serious i don't think it's just abuja i think it's just men everywhere they think that this stage of their life they are not ready for anything serious but they don't mind lying to you about it and when you go on dating apps these days it's almost like everybody there knows we are there for hookup. Anyway, listen to that episode. Now for episode 23, I talked about before you say I do. These are questions or things you should discuss with your partners before you actually agree to be married, which I think that a lot of us focus on, oh, I like you, like me. You're fine, I'm fine. What's stopping us from getting married? But there's a lot more that you need to discuss. Questions like, oh, what if something happens to me and I'm unable to give birth? Would you take on a second wife? Or what if we agree on three children? I'm only able to birth one. Do you have problems with CS? I know there was an episode I talked about this, not on this one, but I remember vividly saying that there are actually men who think you must give it like a Hebrew woman. And there was a story on social media about one man who never paid hospital bills for his wife simply because she gave her through cesarean session. And I'm like, how do people end up with this sort of men? And then you went on to get pregnant the second time. And the third time, this man still said, oh, this one you are mourning. And then, oh, oh, ah. I hope you know that I still won't pay the hospital bills if you're going to give birth to these children through cesarean section. And it's crazy. Like, how do you stay with a man that doesn't even rate you? Okay, now these children are grown, are big. Maybe you will father them. Some men are just useless. God forgive me. The episode 24, am I pretending? What did I say in this one? Honestly, I can't remember. <laughs> okay yes i remember i remember i think it was also from a question somebody sent in where you were a different kind of person before and all of a sudden you're trying to change probably you were the life of the party every time you go out your friend expects a certain kind of behavior from you either you're the one drinking 100 shots of alcohol or you're the one who is always doing one night stand or whatever and all of a sudden you are trying to be a better person for yourself you go and hang out with your friends and your friends keep reminding you that ah, are you for me this one, you are drinking only one bottle of alcohol today or one shot of alcohol today, one glass shot. What was happening? Ah, you must be pretending. Literally, cut people like that off. If you've told them repeatedly that, yes, you can agree you were once this person, you no longer want to be this person. Your friends should be the first set of people to understand with you. But you find that anytime you're in a situation of something you have told them categorically, you no longer want to be this person and they still tell you to go and do this thing or they see it as you pretending then you absolutely have no business ruling with those people. I don't know why we always think that friendship is do or die anyway. Now for episode 25, I talked about the struggles of adult friendship. Um, I spoke about TMC, 
the men's club and how you can navigate adult friendship. Just since that, episode 26, I spoke about the time passes. Is how we usually just feel like I'm too young to be in a committed relationship. You're in your late 20s, mom. <laughs> you're in your 30s, oh girl. <laughs> what do you mean you're too young to be in a relationship? Or I am, can I carry my career and my love life like the same time? I feel like maybe if, again, I've been that person. I think when I was in my early 20s, I used to always feel like relationship is work. And so why would I be struggling to survive? And I'll not carry a man's drama and add to my life. If you have a person like that, of course, don't bother yourself. But if you have genuinely a person who you like, likes you in return, there's understanding, there's commitment. Why should you throw one away for the other? I don't know. It's just time passes, whether you like it or not. Is it that you move or you stand? Is a quote from somebody that can't remember the name right now. But listen to the episode and you get the gist of that. Now for episode 27, I talked about the fraud money episode where as a society now, we sort of give props to Yahoo people. And is that thing where nobody cares where you're making or how you're making your money. The only thing society cares about now is, oh, you're making money, you have money. Good. How are you a 21 year old and you have 5 million naira? How? What did you do? And I know we like to give credence to tech. How many people are actually getting highly paid tech jobs in Nigeria? If you are being frank, listen to that episode. For episode 28, I talked about Abuja is not for broke people. Or oh, this was where companies were laying people off. And then Wiki's mandates for Abuja. Even before that, there were a lot of sites that were demolished around Abuja. Places like Kabusa, places like Gishiri, places like Kuagwa also. And honestly, I feel like maybe. What they should be looking into is doing a subsidized housing for people who are not able to live in estates or live in mansions in Abuja. Because again, where do you want the common man to live? If you're demolishing, I get that Abuja is Abuja, federal capital territory. How do you expect that? Your gardeners, your cooks, your, your drivers, where would they live? If you demolish all of this side without making provisions for subsidized housing where they can actually live and be able to afford their rent, then I don't know why. This is the federal capital territory. Do you want only big people to be living here? There may be people to be cooking their food and driving themselves. That's how I feel about that. Then for episode 29, I talk about how my eyesight was really getting bad. I was blind for like three days. A very weird thing, but listen to that episode. Episode 30, I had a guest, Prince Oyeme. We spoke about skincare and body positivity. Is that thing where um, nobody really wants to be called fat? Because fat is a negative word. But if you're entering a taxi with me, you're paying 100 and I'm paying 100 naira. Why do you think you can inconvenience me? And I cannot tell you to shift. <laughs> like if I'm already skinny, why are you dragging the small space that I'm managing with me? If you don't want to be called fat, then probably work on yourself. If somebody, if your friend tells you, oh, you're adding weight, please. If you ask us, I will tell you that you're adding weight. Don't vex now. Why do they ask us? No, of course, so that we don't go tell you that you don't fat. Then, most importantly, organic skincare has become a menace in Nigeria. I mean, yeah, I would say Nigeria because in Nigeria, I know I don't know about other African countries. I think it also has something to do with black being seen as dirty and black also being seen as not pretty. So a lot of the time, people would look at you and relate you to either your suffering or something is wrong with you, or there's this thing we also call pretty privileges. And sometimes black people are now forced to use products that would whiten them or enhance their body. And Prince was, you know, giving 
um, a story of a woman he had met who he was so disgusted by because she wasn't just, you know, bleaching her skin to the point where they're like stretch marks everywhere and then green veins and all that. She was she was now like really, really big. It's, it's, it's just crazy. I feel like we can help ourselves by taking care of ourselves. People don't know that the content in those organic products, as much as they call it organic, it is not organic. Like 80% of the time. They mix other stuffs into it, which I can understand that we have natural ingredients like lime, lemon, turmeric, um, something else I can't remember right now that whitens the skin or sort of tones the skin. I think that's the word they usually use. But some of these people mix tubes into this organic product and sell it to people. People rub them, and after a while, you're realizing that the moment you, you stop using that product, you go a shade darker. It is the effect of hydroquinone in those products. Anyway. Be sure to take care of your skin. Organic products are not as organic as you may think them to be. Episode 31, I had Sandra Ezeke on the podcast. We spoke about faking orgasm and how women do not want to dampen their men's um ego by always lying that, oh yes, I have come, or oh yes, I have orgasm. And I think more than 99% of women have at one point or the other fixed an orgasm. And most women in marriage, they still continue to do so because, and again, I will tell you, a man will continue to have mind too until he comes. Come, so why are we always ashamed to tell our men that, oh, this thing you're doing is not pleasurable for me or the way you're doing this thing, that that's not what gets me to that point. It's, it's a very strange thing. Listen to that episode. For 32, I talked about marital rape and how marital rape is not a criminal offense. In Nigeria, I had to go back and sit down to read the parts of the Nigerian constitution that explicitly talked about um, sexual assaults and whatever, whatever. And again, the provision of the law in Nigeria states that no man that is over the age of 18 and legally married can be seen or said to have forcefully ripped his wife because under the nigerian law it is not seen as an issue now with VAP act of 2015 and you know all of these things what they are now saying is if your husband rapes you and he beats you in the process now what they can prosecute him for is the beating and not necessarily the sexual act because to them you have been legally married under the law so he has a right to your body anyhow anytime <laughs> anywhere which is crazy Really crazy. Again, it, it goes to show how, apart from the fact that Nigerian law system or most law systems in the world are very patriarchal, it shows that we don't, we don't, we don't raise women. We see women as second-class citizens, and whatever the man says, whatever the man wants, is what goes. Which really saddens me. I think about it sometimes, and sometimes I like to put the blame on the men because if you say that you love a person, how is it that this person is crying, and you still go ahead to have sex with this person? Is strange. Um, episode thirty-three. I talked about the early childhood education with Mrs. Ifunaya. Um, in this episode, we 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 had her as a teacher. She works in a school here in Abuja. Talked about um parents can balance raising their children and also working. And I think that most of the time is because in Nigeria, a lot of men just leave the raising of the child or the children. To the women and so it is easy for them to come and say hey if you can't raise a child quit your job now <laughs> that sort of thing and i know that sometimes we also think oh teachers 
there was a situation about Christland where people were sort of blaming parents or teachers for the waywardness of those children. And to me, oh, I still stand, even after this episode, I still stand on the fact that I think that parents and teachers share responsibilities because statistically, a child spends 70% of their life in a classroom. But then again, um, Steve and I told us on the podcast that if children are coming from different backgrounds, you have different morals with which you have raised your child, even if it's just for a year or two or three. I think she said the least age of children in her school is three. And so for that three years, a child who's coming from a home that's very liberal and a child who's coming from a very Christian home have different morals. And so they can't as... They can't impact something that has, like, unimpact something that has been impacted from their home. Because no matter what, a, a parent can come and jack them on the throat and say, why are you teaching my child about gay? And she gave us an example of a Western girl, pupil in her class, who, when they said, oh, let's talk about family values, bring pictures to demonstrate, this lady brought gay couples. And so you can't tell that child that, oh, no, gay is not good, and, you know, gay is not allowed in Nigeria. This person is not a Nigerian. Again, I understand that part, but I always still feel like parents and teachers have responsibilities. Maybe the parents more, because not only you fit train your picking, how you won't train them. But again, a lot of the influences that children have are gotten from their classmates or from school. Now for episode 34, I talk about falling in love with a married man. Um, this was also a question that we got from a listener. Listen to that episode. Now, for episode 35, I talked about my friendship breakup. Um, how men, yes, how men date a lot of women with the prospects of, or talk to a lot of women with the idea of, now who answer first I go date? <laughs> but meanwhile, if a woman decides to double date, they will say, ah, you are a whore. You are a whole, whatever, whatever. But men are allowed to speak to 10 people with the mindset that the one way answer first, I go take it seriously. I feel like sometimes they don't really settle down with who they love is who is available or who can give them what they want. Are you of childbearing age? Will you listen to me? Are you submissive? Can I treat you anyhow? And you will not shout back at me? Part of the reason why they do that as well. That's not what we are on about. Now, for episode 36, I talked about, let me save your money for you. This was a story of my hairdresser, whose husbands were saving money for her, was stealing her money under the disguise of saving money for her. And he used the money to build properties. The wife was unaware, completely unaware, and when she wanted to use the money, he said, oh, all the food you be in this house, which is really strange, because even that food, she still put her money inside. Men can be so ridiculous sometimes. Listen to that episode. Now, episode 37, I spoke about Jaffa Wave and my own personal decidophobia. A lot of persons said the thoughts that had coined that word or formed it on my own. But I put it to you that this word is actually a word. <laughs> my inability to make decisions, that's what the episode is about. Now, but at this point, I feel like maybe I should seriously be considering Jaffa because as a creative, I don't know what is in this country for me. Now, for episode 38, I spoke about women are not conditioned to give men gifts. Um, the title is sort of misleading in a way because, again, while I had categorically said that women were not created, if I'm being honest, we're not created to receive gifts, to give gifts to men, we're only created to receive gifts, which is still going back to the patriarchal system. If you go back to the 
olden days again. Men are supposed to go and work and bring to the wife. So where the women want to give gifts to give the man? Now, now, come on, one part of patriarchy, but I know on patriarchy on herself for the other things that you're supposed to do. Really strange, but listen to that episode. Um, 39, I spoke about can causism really serve any good? In this episode, I spoke about Lugard as a reference point for film where sea lords and air confraternity categorically made a film because you can't tell me that they didn't sanction this film. Just to tell us that they are good people. They donated 120 homes to homeless people and they built 40 libraries. So if you're telling us that and confraternity or cultism is good or you need to do good things, what about the evil things people do behind? The number of people you could kill, the number of things you could do to rejuvenate your protection or whatever. If you really want to serve any good society, why not just go and start an NGO or freaking do philanthropist work? Why do you have to go and become a cultist just so you can do all of these things? It's, it's crazy. And it's part of lawlessness that goes on in this country. Why would you do a film just to tell us that cult is good? Now, that is my last episode for this season two. Yay! <laughs> I feel like I've rambled through this 40 minutes <laughs> thereabouts episode. But I'm so grateful to you guys. Um, I put Spotify rap. I'm a little ashamed of it. And it was somehow because my season one did a lot better than my season two. But if I don't say it, I'm sort of going to discredit a lot of you guys who supported me by listening on Spotify. And I also thought about it and I figured maybe a lot of persons didn't listen on Spotify because I started to do the audiovisual. So a lot of the people who I think follow the podcast started to watch on YouTube. Because I was redirecting people to the YouTube. So my YouTube grew a lot this year. My Spotify did not, you know, do so. But I'm still going to say it anyway. Um, For this season two, I created about 1,300 minutes of episodes. Which is really amazing. A lot better than last year. And for my top country... Um, Nigeria, obviously, <laughs> is my top country with other places like um, US, UK, and Kenya. I love that for myself. I grew by 91% on Spotify. I'm not mad about that. I'm happy about that. But my top fans is where I'm like really mad about. How can you tell me that? <laughs> my overall. <laughs> my overall for this year is about. 22, 22 fans, right? And then my top fans are just about nine. So that means nobody actually really listens to the episode this year. So yeah, I'm not proud about it. I'm sad about it. But again, I was the one who redirected people to watch on YouTube. So I can't have my cake and eat it literally. So I'm I'm grateful to you guys that always listen on Spotify. Um, I'm also grateful to everybody who watch on YouTube. I know I'm looking for a lot of watch hours for my youtube and so i'm really grateful as at this last episode for this year my youtube currently has 770 subscribers which is a lot which is really a lot if you have converted that to spotify you would have done like really greatly but again please keep watching you can also still go back on my previous um videos on youtube I watch all those episodes. And so this is where I have come to the end of season two. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for sticking by me. Thank you for topic suggestions. Thank you for those of you guys who wrote in 
to our Q&A sections. Thank you for those of you who participated on Instagram as well. And yeah, I think there's something I wanted to say. 83% of my listeners discovered me in 2023, which is a lot, which is a lot. So that's, I am happy about, really happy about. So my, my listeners have really good taste, obviously. Thank you, people. <laughs> oh, yes, this is it. So my listeners' top journey is society and culture, which is where the category of my podcast, and then education and comedy. The comedy shocks me because, am I funny? Which means that people who listen to my podcast who like comedy <laughs> also like my podcast. But I like that. Education works because I know that once in a while, I throw in a bit of, you know, this and that. So I'm really happy about that. Then my listeners' top music genre is Nigerian pop, Afrobeats and pop, which again, obviously, obviously, that's what it should be. Then um, a lot of you guys shared. Yeah, you shared the podcast. So I'm happy. About 51% direct link, um, 21, 22% from Instagram, um, 20% WhatsApp, and then 4% others. So, yeah, thank you. And my podcast rating, I think, is the thing that gave me joy. 4.8 over 5. You guys. So all the shout-out shouts, if you were listening to me. <laughs> thank you, and thank you, and thank you again. I'm really grateful. Um. I'm ending the podcast for season two on this day. This episode is going to air on on Friday by 9 a.m. So that's going to be 8th of December 2023. Now, three should come by February, but I'm not sure on the exact date yet. But for my YouTube, it's still going to be active because I'm going to do some things for December, I'm not sure yet. So I'm only closing out the audio podcast or podcast in general, right? For the year to resume February. I'm not sure of the exact date, maybe first week of February. Or oh no, that's it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. My sister is getting married. Yay! So please say a prayer for us, the family members, and of course my sister and her partner. So you have to get married by second week of February. So I think that my first episode for 2023 will come on the 23rd of february yes so i'll give myself a bit of time to relax from the festive season and also from the wedding so i have like one week interval and then on 23rd resume with our first episodes but again you can always check my youtube maranatha abutu or mara abutu either one to come up trust me if you also type rave with mara it's also come up so please the audio is going off my YouTube is going to be active by the grace of God. I'm going to get out my friends and be using them <laughs> in this season. So again, thank you guys and see you in 2024. I want to sing um, Happy Christmas to you people. But I don't know. It's too early. <laughs> I wish you a Merry Christmas and a prosperous New Year. I hope that God will keep everybody safe and sound. Give us health of mind and body. And I pray that as we end the year, and begin 2024 a lot of our plans a lot of our goals will become clearer to us because i know that some of us had plans for this year that were not actualized don't feel bad about it they still next year once there's life there is hope so i'm telling you that this country this country shake shake us this year has been my best year and also one of my worst years it's a very strange thing but i'm comforted by the fact that i have done so much this year so please 
If your year did not end as you had planned or set aside for yourself from January, don't beat yourself about it. Nigeria was Nigerian. And so a lot of us are just really glad that we're able to make it down here safe and sound. People, there were a lot of people that were kidnapped. A lot of people died. A lot of people were, went to prison. A lot of people, their businesses collapsed this year. So please give yourself props for making it to this point. And I hope and pray that we will all see next year to be a better and greater year for all of us. See you next year and happy 2024 in advance. Bye-bye.